What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, and we are live. Um, everybody, let's, can we just get like a big group hug right now? Let's get nice and warm and together. Like the Suns actually won a game 120 to 106. I got Jason here at Jason and he's from the, the, um, gosh, your podcast name is, uh, oh, he's on fire podcast. My bad. And Aussie Suns fan, fan podcast out there. I know they're just doing the same thing. I always mess that up all the time. My bad. I actually have it written right in front of me, but, um, how are you doing today, dude? Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, not a problem. I'm doing good. A much needed win. At, and, you know, Twitter has been a cesspool of negativity the last few days and rightfully so. I mean, a lot of things have transpired in the news and stuff. A lot of luck not going our way, but very much needed win. A lot of positive takeaways uh, uh, to take from this game. And uh, now we have a two day break uh, until we play Chicago. So, uh, but I'm feeling good after this win. Uh, very much needed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you guys didn't catch that intro, it is at Jay Joyce from He's On Fire Podcast. My bad. Trying to get this thing going. We're all just kind of running behind. It's a Sunday. I appreciate you kind of yeah. ditching football today. Are you a football fan? So I appreciate you coming on. Is this kind of getting waiver plans of watching football? Uh, yeah, like I'm a Cardinals and Browns fan, and they played against each other a little earlier. And, you know, uh, no Kyler yet, so no need to root for uh, uh, the Cardinals yet. So and, <laughs> and the Browns, you know, they – yeah, they, they, they took care of business early, so uh, switch right to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I appreciate you being on, man. Do you, are you drinking this early or not? Do you have anything to drink? Um, I have a uh, fresca. Um, oh, there which, you go. Yeah, keep it safe, keep it right? Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I got some coffee actually, so nice. I gotta go to Sam's Club after this. But um, today it's us two. John will be joining us. He's at Marley's today, I think, watching the Cardinals game, oh, hanging nice. out with some friends. So he'll pop in, give his two cents. I'm sure he was watching the game. Bobo was in. I'm sure he's excited, wants <laughs> to talk about that. Uh, but let's go ahead and get this thing started. The end of a three-game losing streak. The Suns actually pulled off today, 120-106. to 106. Kind of an easy victory. It got a little kind of shaky there in the second quarter, maybe. But the Suns end up just kind of pulling away, playing a lesser team in the Pistons. It was nice to get a win, no matter who it was, right? I mean, it doesn't matter who we can get these victories against with Beal and Booker out again. It's just nice to be in the win column. They're now 3-4 and four on the season, better than 2-5. and five. Um, Are you feeling a little bit better after this win? Yeah, of course. Every win is a win, you know, uh, regardless of what comes with it. And yeah, uh, like I said um, just a little bit ago with the injury stuff, uh, we'll dive into a little bit later. But yeah, we just needed a much needed win uh, to start, you know, the season. The schedule really hasn't been necessarily the best considering uh, what we've been going through. You know, we had to play Joel Embiid in an early game yesterday, even though he wasn't that impactful. Yesterday, yeah. he still he still had 26 points, and, you know, he still got to the line uh, like crazy. Uh, and then, you know, we had to play Wimby twice, and then, uh, and then you know, AD before that. So to deal with, you know, that level of talent right off the gate, considering the 
the injuries that we're having and the lack of continuity. It's been tough. So to go into this game, I was really worried about Jalen Duran, but he was kind of unimpactful today. So uh, we we were able to construct around that and our uh, bench players showed up. So uh, yeah, that's a big plus. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a big plus. I think uh, them getting a lot of minutes, we'll talk about them later for sure. Basically, one by one, them getting a ton of minutes is just the experience they kind of need down the road. It helps them out. You know, we saw this last year too. And before I get um, into the first question for you, um, Biscuits in the Bear donated $14 in the chat. Oh, Thank nice, you. Dude. Yeah, he uh, does donate every um, marginal victory for the Suns. He'll, do- he'll donate some money to us. So, luckily for him, it's only been three wins and it's $14 today. And he says, about dang time. And that's true. Um, I think we've all kind of been waiting for a win here. And it came on a good day, on a Sunday. Usually it's a day where we're all kind of scared of the week coming up. So it's nice to kind of ease into the week with the Suns win. But first, of course, I got to ask you a question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. Listen, I've got to ask you... Um, you're watching the game. There was Jalen Rose on the sideline. Um, I had to ask you really quick. So he's standing up the whole time. What He's not on TV anymore, is he? They mentioned he wasn't. Do you know, is there something he did to get kicked off of TV? Oh. Or what was the issue with that? I don't uh, uh, Do you even was, know? Because I didn't look I saw, it up. Obviously, I saved the question for you instead of Googling it. <laughs> so I remember uh, a little while ago, like he gave a hug to Malika Andrews or whatever. And uh, I like, I guess it like it was sort of awkward. If you watch the video, about, like not really. And then like shortly after that, you know, that hug on, like on on TV, he got kicked yeah. off. I don't, I don't know if it was uh, during that time where everybody <laughs> was uh, sort of getting kicked off, you know, uh, because uh, you know Jeff Van Gundy isn't part of the regular team anymore when they were making all those cuts. So I think Jalen yeah. Rose might have been part of that. So I, I I don't know, but he was standing on the side like an uncle at an AAU game. You yeah. Know? yeah, just <laughs> yeah, he definitely was. Um, I don't know what was really going on, but he, they said like he wasn't on TV anymore, and this is for him to like kind of get more showtime on airtime. And I was like, oh, wait, what happened? I kind of miss Jalen Rose. I don't know if he used to watch uh, back in the day with Bill Simmons. Um, he used to have a podcast and he used to sit around and do previews and stuff with him. That was my favorite Jalen Rose when he was with Bill Simmons. They haven't yeah. been together for a while, but um, I haven't seen him lately. So I just had to ask you that. But a real question I want to ask you is Drew Eubanks. We will get into him uh, shortly and well, we're going to get to him right now, but I'm going to use the drop in a little bit because sometimes the jamsters are like, oh, you didn't you didn't play the drop yet. I am. I just got to ask you a question <laughs> first because this is the real question. Do you see him actually playing as the Sun starter once all the starters are actually back? So when Beal and Booker come back, is there a future where Eubanks, because after tonight, and I'm always been, I've always been a big Eubanks fan, do you see him ever making like a stint as the Sun starter? Not due to a Nurkic injury, but just like, hey, this guy is maybe a little bit of an upgrade. Am I going too far with that? No, and it's a very rational idea and stuff, and it's slowly starting to peel that way. Uh, but it's just tricky when you're dealing with upper management and considering when you go down the pecking order of like what guys are getting paid. Nurkic is getting paid well, like $15 million a year and uh, Banks is on a minimum. You kind of want to pay the $15 million guy over anybody else uh, yeah. when you're sort of dealing with that. But when it comes to play, Eubanks has been uh, uh, pretty there between the ears. Um, he's uh, quick and reactionary, and uh, he's been uh, more of a plus and a minus uh, through these first uh, six games. And, uh, yeah, Nurkic just saw the game played off the court. Uh, but uh, going into the season, I already kind of had thoughts of Nurkic not closing 
uh, anyway for this team. So uh, if we can take, you know, Nurkic minutes away and him still be productive while we get more uh, positive time with Eubanks, I'm all in favor of that. As long as Banks gets more minutes in, in Nurkic, which is what's yeah. playing like that, I'm totally cool with it. Okay, yeah. And I'm kind of on the same page. Let me just hit that drop really quick. Big Crank Eubanks. Crank that song. Now what? I mean you. Crank that song. Now what? I mean you. Crank that song. Now what? I mean you. Crank that song. Now what? He's kind of unbelievable sometimes on the court just because of his athleticism and the fact that he can kind of hit a pick and roll and just dunk over anybody at times. Sometimes he misses and may fumble a little bit, but I just I kind of trust him more than um, Nurkic right now. But it's all about chemistry. I think the whole team itself just needs a time, even when the starters get back, to find themselves. There's a lot of guys on the bench playing a lot of minutes. I love the fact that you pointed out, like, Eubanks will get more minutes, and I'm all for that too. And I think he kind of just got to start Nurkic. But I kind of wanted just Eubanks to play more with the starters and just see what that looks like. I kind of hope they kind of get into that. Um, John Doda says Eubanks showing that he's worth the second round pick we gave up for him. <laughs> I, I definitely think yeah. so. I mean, I he he's has a few off games, but mostly I think he knows what to do. I think he has a high IQ on the floor, and it's kind of up to the other to the point guard, whoever is running the pick and roll, to just hit him, just throw it to him, like. Uh, today, I mean, you today you actually saw that Eric Gordon hit him on a nice pass inside. He just grabbed it, dunked it right away, like instantly. He didn't bring it down, nothing like that, just straight up with it. And that's what you want from a center. Um, but yeah, today, so to kind of go through the game flow, it started out like a little kind of sketch. Uh, the Suns, of course, in the paint defensively have been having issues. But today, like it started out, there was like a, there was six to five with the Pistons. They're, they're, they were up early, but they were going straight to the paint. Cade Cunningham was going in there. It was not looking good. Um, but then all of a sudden, like you saw that after they go inside, KBD, he he started today. Um, I want to get your thoughts on him and just how he kind of was impactful. If, if you saw this too, I did. I thought he was a little impactful on the defensive end, in the paint, kind of getting some stops, kind of manning up Cunningham, and kind of being that little, the little bit more longer defender that the Suns need in there at times. This is, is it his second or third game starting? I did miss last uh, game, but second. he started last second game yeah. starting. So your thoughts on him and how he's actually been playing himself, maybe to a starting role. I kind of think he's getting there a little bit. What do you think? Yeah. If you were to look at the box score, you'd be like, how is this guy contributing at all? Uh, but uh, the ball just flows better. And it, you like, you really can't leave Kata open uh, like around the perimeter with a Kogi that uh, like, that was a, a big issue because you know he's not like a plus offensive player and we've been kind of forcing it to him to see if he can you know uh, a balance between the two things and try to make something out of nothing but uh with Kate on the floor instead of a Kogi uh in the starting lineup uh the ball just flows better and Kata processes the game uh just more quickly than a guy like a Kogi does and you know he knows when he's going to pass or shoot and we saw that in uh, that first Spurs game when he hit that corner three. He knew uh, 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 to tie the game. Like uh, he knew right away he was taking it. He knows when the backdoor cut and all this stuff. And he's just a big body to ha uh, have out there with KD and Yosem uh, Nurkic with the backside help and also uh, he just brings a uh, you know a lot of defensive pressure and a slight yeah. offensive edge. Uh, you know compared to having Okogie out there. Yeah, I mean. 
it's just the length we kind of need. I don't know if there's anybody that can really fill that role defensively inside to help us out, but I think he's closer to that mm-hmm. in a way. And I swear, Jamsters, I'm not really trying to do this backwards, but I will hit his drop. I kind of just get into a conversation and want to go with it. So let me just hit that one because the Eubanks one, I love. And this is yeah. probably my second favorite. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know Who down with KBD? Yeah, and then Michael um, Michael Kolb says, crushing the boards too. So tonight for KBD, he does finish the game with the stats of uh, 20 minutes he did play, zero points, but six boards. And I don't, I know someone actually did point in the chat too that his shot is a little shaky at times. And tonight you kind of saw that. He's kind of picking up more confidence, I think. Um, when he first started playing for us, even in the preseason, you're just like, wow, this guy is not really bringing a whole lot. He looks very insecure out there. Now he's kind of picking up more confidence, kind of filling his role defensively, I think, helping with the boards. And I'm okay if that's all it is because I think uh, two games ago I saw him getting to the rim and trying to force shots at the rim, trying to use his body to push the guy off. That was nice to see, but he doesn't really – I don't see anything else from him offensively, and that's fine. I think um, offensively you can count on other guys. And uh, the other guy is this guy. From Indiana University, number 23. Air Gordon. 31 minutes, 21 points. He had eight assists, five rebounds. Um, Eric Gordon tonight was an absolute stud. I thought that um, he was definitely needed in the KD minutes or KD was on the bench. We needed him to step up. And I think there was always a big issue the last few games where KD's on the bench and the, and the bench and whoever's out there can't really hold their own while he's on the bench. So, I said bench a lot there, but what do you think about Aaron Gordon? How what he's kind of bringing to this team? He looked tired as hell. I felt like when he was out there to start the game, kind of like uh, you know they played a game last night, but like he was all up all night at the strip club or something. He looked just exhausted just walking out on the floor. But I was like kind of worried. But then he kind of just filled out the stat sheet, dude. Your thoughts on him tonight? Uh, Aaron Gordon was great, and uh, what he did today is exactly what we've been asking for since uh, the injuries, you know, uh, first brewed up. And again, it's a pecking order, next man up sort of mentality. And it just seemed like Gordon didn't know, like in the non-KD minutes, he was like uh, the number one option outside of KD. Uh, so, like it, today, he took an initiative, and he I really ran with it. It really gave Kevin Durant a good amount of time. Uh, you know, sitting on the bench and us actually running up the score while he's sitting down as well. And um, like his passing was there, him driving to the rim, his bully ball activity was amazing today because for whatever reason, Monty wanted to go smaller and it just wasn't really doing anything uh, uh, when it came to Eric Gordon driving. Uh, But he was just banging on all cylinders today. And that's exactly what we've been preaching for. And, uh, and hopefully this is more to come uh, from Eric Gordon. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these bench guys, we're getting a lot from them. Does it kind of remind you of last year where, like, we got a lot of jock early in the season, a lot of Bismack, and they kind of, like, held their own. But they were playing so much minutes, and then towards the end of the year, they kind of fell off in a way. To me, they did. Um, to where they kind of got tired, I feel like, because they were playing so many minutes due to injury. Right. Do you see this with Eric Gordon? Because I think he might just be built for this. He's a guy that's not going to start when the other two come back with Beal and Booker, but he's a guy that's going to play crunch time minutes. minutes. He's going to play some crunch time minutes, and I think he's kind of used to this. He's kind of used to you know having a lot on his shoulders to carry an offense. And in the fourth quarter when he's like just hitting up guys for wide-open shots, it's just nice to have that because sometimes you might think he might be kind of ball hoggish in a way to get to the rim, 
put up the threes, you know, shooting those 20, the, what are they? 27, 28 feet, three point shots that are just insane. And that's his spot. And then when he misses it, it's like, oh, dang, this kind of sucks. Like pass the ball up. But he never has gone to that point for me. It's like every game he comes in, he's running his plays. He's doing what he can to help teammates. Either shots are falling, they're not. So I think he's been kind of just the most consistent guy. Um, And it's just, it has to stay consistent through the whole game. And it kind of reminded me bookish a little bit where today in the fourth, where he was just fighting guys and not trying to force too many shots. He got the technical. Any thoughts on the technical? Were you were you worried on that time where like he got the tech? Did you think that that might turn the game a little bit? It was like a seventeen point game, but he got the tech because he didn't get a foul called. And do you think it was worth the tech? I didn't think it, he just slammed his hand on the floor. I guess was he looking at the ref? I didn't really see a replay, so I don't know if you can clarify that for me. Uh, yeah, like uh, all game, Eric Gordon was driving in, being aggressive, and. Uh, uh, there was a few times Detroit did get away with some contact and you hear Aragorn yelling and stuff. And that was just another incident of him driving in and he got, a kind of got clobbered a bit. Uh, it was a lot of body. And then um, uh, whoever he drove in on hit the ball, but yeah, he like flew into uh, the padding underneath the, the hoop and you yeah. know, he slammed his hand down and like, he, it was a frustration thing. I like, you know, the, uh, the rest were throwing out texts, but it kind of went both ways uh, uh, throughout the, uh, this game so uh, it didn't really matter to me yeah there was a tech though at the beginning of the game i thought i loved uh for this guy right here i think frank vocal was really protecting kevin durant who the heck are you yeah, i'm kevin durant you know who i am y'all know who i am did anybody see a sniper did anybody see anything i'm one of the best players that ever played a game Ooh, 41 points he stayed in there to make sure he got 41 two minutes left in the game they're up by like what 18 or something he's still in he has to get 41 i mean he's definitely earned it um he he's filled out the stat sheet every game his field goal percentage isn't always the best but it's like 14 for 27 i know he's below 50 percent last game but i'm fine with it he went through like a cold stretch in the third or in the second quarter where the pistons kind of got back into the game because katie was missing a lot of shots difficult shots but he hit one towards the end of the half, and that kind of caught him on fire for the rest of the game. EJ did point that out, but that shot he hit towards the end of the half really helped him for the rest for the rest of the game. It was a combination, right, of Kevin Durant just filling up the stat sheet, getting his own, and then the rest, I call him like his minions, meaning like Eric Gordon, um, Grayson Allen, like all the other guys around him kind of doing what they need to do to keep that lead afloat. Um, of course, like, I'm going to ask you your thoughts on KD, but it's just, it's just awesome. Right. I mean, there's nothing else to say. It's just nice right now. He's, he's helping out so much and even more than I thought with Beal and Booker being out and just hanging in there till those guys get back. I like with KD, it's all about him being comfortable. Like uh, we didn't uh, really see that we acquired him last year. I mean, it was progressing to that until, uh, you know, he hurt himself in warmups and then, uh, we, we just spruced in playoff basketball and it never really, you know, cohesively fit at, uh, you know, throwing them in there. And then Monty's system didn't really have them excel to his highest capability. And uh, to start the season with, you know, two of, uh, two of our other stars being out, um, limited, you know, his ability to really carry in a sense. And like for Kevin Durant to be doing what he's doing, still getting his shots, getting double and triple team, getting hacked and still putting up, uh, these uh, these numbers being 12 of 12 from the free throw line, he was really aggressive today uh, because he was just abusing matchups. 
And uh, 14 to 27, I mean, that's uh, uh, pretty decent. But him being aggressive and getting to the line as much as he did. And honestly, he should have been at the line a lot more today and yesterday as well. Um, that's just showing a willingness that Kevin Durant wants to win and he's willing to push through this. And uh, when we get to the time when both Book and Beal are on the floor, it's just going to come easier for him. And he's going to be getting like the second or third best defender on the team. So uh, he was great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the, the free throw thing, like, I feel like he gets fouled so much. And, of course, we're both homers, he but does. he gets fouled all the time. I don't know the rest think it's because he's older and he's more frail or something where he is going to get pushed around a lot more. He can't really hold his own like he used to. But defensively, like, the guys that are on him, like, off ball, they're just all over him. They have hands on him. They're pulling him. They're tugging on him. The whole time, they're pushing him. They're just – they're giving the business. And KD's falling over the place. I don't think it has to do with KD being so tall and skinny anymore. I think it's these guys are just so aggressive. And Katie's so frustrated, right? And the question is, like, does he get more foul calls going forward? Or with Beal and Booker coming back, if they ever do, I'm just joking, they will. When they do come back, do you think that he won't have as much pressure on him defensively and he'll be more, you know, just free-flowing and kind of just having good off-ball offense where he can get open quickie, quicker, a little quickie, and get quicker, like, looking shots when Beal or Bill and Booker are back, or like I said in the first place, do you think it's just going to be something where the refs will give him more calls later on? Because I like the fact that Vogel in the first quarter stood up for him. It was an early tech, but it was much needed yeah. because your star out there, the guy that's that is your star and that needs to get the calls, has to be recognized. So I love that by Frankie, but do you think like he'll get more calls going forward? Because he needs to, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, with Book and Bill coming back whenever they do, uh, with uh, Kevin Durant also on the floor, uh, you're not going to be wanting to zone against this team. So it's going to be a lot of man-to-man coverage. And uh, it's easier to pick up fouls that way uh, because, you know, you can, you know, um, uh, manipulate your defender from jumping and doing all yeah. this other stuff. And with Kevin Durant getting, like, the second or third, like, uh, best defender on the team and not getting necessarily the best, I he can abuse that as much as he wants to. And in single coverage, it's either going to be an and-one or he's going right to the free throw line a uh, majority of the time. And that's what made that Nets team uh, a really, uh, really good because, you know, you know what Harden does when he drives in. I mean, he can grab your arm and get him, uh, go straight yeah. to the free throw line. And then with Kyrie, like, you know, he has you jumping and, he, and he'll jump right into you. And with Kevin Durant getting, you know, like the third worst defender, you know, he can do whatever he wants to. And it's going to work relatively the same way uh, when uh, the two other guys come back. Yeah, it's just it's a matter of time, and I know um, someone did mention in the chat. It's just the Pistons. You got to beat the Pistons. But right now, on a back to back, this team just has to get any kind of wins they want. Vogel did come out and say yeah. in the press conference that you know you just got to go out there and play hard, and you got to fight for these games because these guys aren't playing right now, and you got to win when they're out. You got to learn how to win when these guys are out. So any team that goes through injuries have to figure out a way to get wins, whoever it's against. Um, today, sometimes at times it looked like, hey, good thing we're playing the Pistons because the Pistons offensively i don't know if i just want to go over them really quick um a few of their players um just your thoughts on Cade cunningham um durant duran i always call him duran duran but duran jalen <laughs> uh, duran the, the center for the for the pistons he um he has some positive uh, vibes out there i think he he definitely is a guy that plays hard and wants his own out there and is very physical um but your thoughts on Cade tonight um I don't know how he's really played the rest of the season, but for me, what I'm seeing is a guy that kind of, he has a lot more growing to do, obviously, like with his IQ, 
but I don't, do you see that? Like, I just don't know the shots he's taking to me just don't look like the best. You don't have to agree with me, but I just, I didn't really like what I saw tonight. It doesn't mean the rest of the season early in the year, he hasn't been playing fantastic because I haven't watched yet, but tonight, what are your thoughts on him? And even Jalen Duran, Duran, Jalen Duran and how he's been this season or tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the uh, P- uh, Pistons' young core. Uh, I'm not a big Killian Hayes guy, and, you know, <laughs> Monty keeps on, you know. Yes. Oh, I got a comment in Subreddit Stakeout about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not the favorite. Um, is uh, Jaden Ivey injured? Or... Yeah, he was out. I think he's sick with, like, the flu or something. I think he's just sick. That's okay. what I heard. At Subreddit, they're like, he's out sick, and then they made, they made a comment about Killian Hayes getting minutes, and you'll find out. Okay. It's pretty funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I really like this young core. Uh, I like the Thompson twins. Uh, uh, this uh, uh, Sore Thompson, he's more of a, uh, a three and D sort of guy, uh, point of attack, um, a player counterpart to his brother. Uh, yeah, uh, Asar is really good. Um, and then a, a big stew or a beef stew, what the commentators keep on calling him and stuff. Uh, oh, is that like, what it is? He, yeah, they call it beef stew. <laughs> um, that would yeah, be so fun. I, I always like for like a drop on the podcast for John to make one of stew. beef stew. Yeah, so that'd be good. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Stewart is really cool. I mean, he's a he's a big body, big dude, and you know, like uh, he he's just tough, and uh, he's a a busy body in the paint. And yeah, Duran, uh, he's on the verge of a breakout season. Uh, he has his moments when he looks like a top five center in the league. He moves extremely well and he's very sound and uh his positioning is always really good and he's a double double machine and i wouldn't be surprised in a year or two he's you know averaging like you know a 16 and 12 you know like uh, that's probably basement level of mm-hmm. uh, his potential there and uh, i'm a big uh, Duran fan and then with Cade, like um he went out early uh uh, last season he didn't play all the last season and he's just sort of bouncing back i i, I do uh really like Cade, and uh, i think uh he's just figuring it out uh, that that's just what it feels like to me uh, he still had a pretty solid game i mean he shot 50 percent from the field 12 of 24 26 points he definitely could have gotten more he did have that nice start uh, uh to start the game but he cooled uh, he cooled like tremendously uh like in the second quarter and we really didn't uh didn't hear much uh about Cade and then uh saucer uh you know kind of took yeah. over the game from there yeah he was lighting us up but no i like what the pistons got going on right now it, it's just figuring it out really and you know not playing killian hayes and get jeff aj and ivy back in so yeah i mean he is averaging 22.7 points and 7.5 assists on the season looks really good um and you know the stats do look good tonight i just thought at times i'm like i thought Cade was a little bit better than this but he'll he'll get used to it i think that whole team is just trying to gel and make sure that you know, they can get him some good looks and also he can set up his teammates. I think that's the kind of player he is. He yeah. seems very unselfish. Um, he'll get there, definitely. Um, I just thought tonight was kind of off. And it's it's funny, like, I say that and I look at his stats, I'm like, oh, those are good stats. Like, that's just the way I am, though. Like, I always just watch the game and I'll look at stats after, obviously. Not to, like, later in the podcast. I just go off with just what I saw. But, yeah, great stats tonight. But this guy, his stats wasn't too good. Nurkic Watch. Oh, Nurk. Um, who, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't know. He had the one pass with Katie in the fourth. That was really good. But he always has the one where he throws it out of bounds and there's some miscommunication there. Um, tonight, though, I don't know what you really – your thoughts this season so far with Nurk. He's been kind of down in a slump lately. 
Um, it's not looking too good. Um, I think that when he gets on the roll, the pick and roll, and he's going towards the rim and there's like a power forward in front of him, he still passes up. Like wide open to the rim, there's some defense coming over. He will pass it up because he can't go over anybody. His layups, he's missing every layup. Um, just your thoughts on Nurk, man. I mean, tonight when we get the win, you kind of overlook it. And I've always thought too in my head, like I'm not going to get too involved with this guy and get so emotionally involved like I was with DeAndre Ayton. But now it's just kind of like, do I just need to wait 20 games? Do I need to wait longer and just see something have, hopefully there's some kind of glimpse or some kind of role or some, you know, some kind of streak he can go on to where he looks great. Um, but your thoughts on him tonight and just this whole season so far. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, everybody has that expectation of at minimum what DeAndre Aiden can do on a night-to-night basis. And what kills Nurkic is his literally zero production on uh, or just the zero output that he puts into his uh, lack of athleticism. Like, he has no athleticism. (laughs) Like, his positioning is really good, but he's getting beat on just about every rebound. Um, and then when, uh, when it comes to like his rim rolling, I mean, he's getting beat there too. And like, you know, he like, he's going to cough it up. And we saw yeah. Nurkic in uh, the preseason with the stars and he looked, you know, great, you know, and we were willing to, you know, downgrade in the athleticism department to get a more offensively sound center. And that's what Nurkic is. And like, I knew going in that Nurkic is probably going to get dominated by, uh, Anthony Davis and uh, Victor Wembyama and stuff like that. You know, yeah. these high-class centers. And Nurkic held his own against, uh, you know, Joel Embiid yesterday. And if you want Nurk to come and guard the perimeter, now you're just asking, like, a ton, you know. DeAndre Aiden, he banged on a lot of things, and a lot of those things involved athleticism. And we're not used to seeing a um, unagiled sort of center like Yusuf Nurkic and, you know, with him – literally shattering his leg just a couple of seasons ago. Like I, I bet it's in the back of his mind. He doesn't want to go fully that hard on like, like, you know, on his legs and stuff. He wants to be productive. And the last thing he wants to do is make mistakes. And I think with the stars coming back, I, I don't think we're going to be laying on to Nurkic as much, but you know, I, I was totally in favor of the trade because we were getting uh, not only Grayson Allen, which he's a solid piece, but getting off the, the whole DeAndre Aiden train and not, uh, just putting the sole responsibility on the stars to to carry in that, you know, expecting DA to be a hero, even though he came to be a zero down the line. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I don't know. I can't buy too much into like what I'm seeing right now from anything. I mean, the thing is, we have to do these podcasts. Well, we don't have to, but we love to do these podcasts after. And we just have to react. And we know in the future we're going to go on like some nice 10-game win streak or something like that. And he's going to play a big part of it. And it is just everyone getting used to each other. And it's just hard, man, with these guys being hurt. But I think he suffers the most because I think when he's out on the court and he's playing like a point guard, like a, playing the point guard for the team at times and the offense is going through him, something I always wanted them, wanted them to try with Aiden, but that would just never work. Just then it never ended up working with him. I think you can go, you can really build on leads with him, like as your center and just running the offense through him. I know I talked about Eubanks starting, and it's just because right now I think Nurk needs that, those other guys in there with him for sure. Um, there'll be games that we're going to love and hate, but tonight, when they win, it's just always nice because I think you can overlook his discrepancies a little bit, but you just know what he is now. I think we're all just kind of comfortable with who he is. And, um, I think the whole team, though, 
And you did mention Grayson Allen earlier, so I just want to go over his stuff really quick. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen. Our fuck shit up guy. You know, I just you mentioned like just the whole team being getting gelled and stuff. I think Grayson Allen's playing a lot of minutes that maybe he's not used to yet, but he just comes out and he's just ready for it. I think today he came out, got two turnovers right away, but then he had the seven points and two assists right after. He helps extend the lead, but he was always fighting out there, and he can really take advantage of these teams that are kind of weak defensively against him offensively he can take to the rim um so that's fine i think tonight is just one of those games where he can really take advantage of the defense and um your thoughts on him but also oh let me change the graphic I'm like wait, where's the grayson <laughs> allen I'm not talking about nurkic anymore grayson allen yeah so with him just having a decent game again and you said like getting him back in the trade nazir little who didn't play tonight but with grayson allen and nurkic those two kind of make up a lot of what we were kind of missing from DeAndre. And I just mean with Grayson, we do say he's our fuck up, fuck shit up guy. And it does make sense because he's on the ground a lot, but he's kind of getting used to the, to the team where he's not making the big mistakes anymore. He did have the turn two turnovers early, but he was turning the ball over a lot earlier this season. Do you see him just being more comfortable? I mean, with the minutes kind of piling high for him, does he look comfortable to you more now? And are you excited for him to actually come off the bench with Eric Gordon in the future? Yeah, of course. And there's a reason why stars are the stars and role players are the role players. Like uh, the role players are going to have their deficiencies. And when you're as injury plagued as we are right now, and like, again, the pecking order, and you're expecting these guys to have a next man up sort of mentality. And that doesn't always go according to plan. So there is an adjustment period with, you know, EG not being as aggressive as he could be. Uh, Grayson Allen, you know, uh, doing, you know, dumb shit. And then, you know, Yuta not shooting threes, kind of like the only reason why we got him. So like you get this microcosm of, you know, players trying to do a little too much. And what we saw today was a complete understanding of what Kevin Durant was supposed to do, what EG was supposed to do, and what Grayson Allen was uh, going to do when it came to the offensive side of, of the ball. Grayson Allen just had to focus on attacking and not turning over the ball because, uh, like you said, Grayson Allen has been sort of kind of been the guy that to cause these, you know, junky passes, causing turnovers and, and all that stuff. And uh, what Grayson Allen uh, was able to deliver today was exactly what we got him for. And what made us pull the trigger on the trade was, you know, be a smart IQ player out there, shoot your threes when they're uh, available to you and, you know, uh, you know, dive and dish if you need to, you know. So what Grayson Allen did today is exactly what we got him for. And playing out of position is tough, but, you know, like I, I have trust in Grayson Allen which I don't think those words have been ever put together with Grayson Allen before. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> it just, well, the thing is like, we loved him so much in the beginning, especially preseason. We loved him, And like, yeah. he went through some slumps. And I think the thing is, is like, we have to realize too, like these, these guys coming off the bench and they're actually in starting roles. It's so unfamiliar. Dave King actually put it really perfect last podcast where he talked about, you know, just going to a different environment. Like if you're working somewhere, you go somewhere else, there's different talent. Um, you have to go back to that pod and listen to it, but it was well said, you know, it's just the adjustments yeah. these guys have to make. 
the only thing is like I never really get on these guys as much. All right, we'll talk about Joshua Kogan in a second, but there's one guy that's been very, very um, inconsistent this year, and it's like a guy that we've been fans of from the time we signed him. That's not him. Yeah, Yuta is um he, it seems like he makes a good play. Uh one play is maybe when he was playing good defense, but then he goes up for the pump fake and gets drawn to a foul from Kate Cunningham. Um he's not really bringing too much to this team. And he's out there a lot. I mean, tonight he was he played 20 minutes and he asked you, right? He has six points. He had the four-point play, which was nice. Big four points for him. He hit that three, got fouled, got to the line. Um, there's just things that he does defensively where he is just so far behind still. When he first started playing for us in the preseason, I'm like, I like his craziness. It's kind of controlled. Now it's just too crazy. Now it's just too much. Um, he's kind of hurting the Suns in a lot of ways. When the def- when the defenders, when the actual team is in full, when they have Booker and Beal come back, do you see him kind of taking a step back? Is he the one guy? Uh, uh, absolutely, because you know, like Grayson Allen, like Yuta, they're doing a lot more than you know what we got him for. And so there's a lot of sloppy ball coming from Yuta. Grayson Allen and all that other stuff. Um, Yuda was pretty decent today. He had some nice defensive help uh, situations with uh, Drew Eubanks stopping Jalen Duran on a you know a good yeah. handful of plays. Yeah. Uh, going straight up is such an underrated defensive skill that Yuda does have, and uh, Drew Banks has that as well. Uh, but Yuda, like we got him for the corner three point shooting. That fifty one percent from the corner is a super sexy number to get for a three point shooter, and that's what we got him for. And that was in the expectation of uh, him, you know, being able to deliver on the defensive side of thing. And what's really killed Yuda and what's made him look pretty shitty was uh, really his overhelping because he overhelps and then he leaves, you know, uh, Devin Fassell wide open. Or, yeah. you know, he leaves a uh, 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 saucer t- uh, today. What, uh, what is it? Saucer? Saucer? Whatever. I think it's saucer. Or I call him saucer. Sassy Saucer. I don't know. Sassy Saucer. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah. sassy as hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you leave Sassy open on an overhelp, <laughs> you know, you're just creating more offensive opportunities for yeah. uh, for these guys. And Yuta, uh, like, it seemed like today that Frank Vogel really kind of just hammered home into his head, like, don't overhelp. Like, if they're driving in, that's when you can sort of dish in. And it seemed like the zone was working more in his favor because, you know, like, you can be Yuta on a on a man-to-man, you know. But we got Yuta for the 3 and D play. And, you know, if he's playing outside of that, then we're kind of asking it a little too much, just in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I think so too. But he's, like, so close to, like, um, really getting there to the rim um, and getting some good shots off in the lane. He's getting so there. He has yeah. a pump fake. And before the season yeah. started, I said, I feel like he has a good pump fake. Like, he's – good three-point shooter there's going to be some defensive help out there they're going to be going for the pump fake then he can drive to the rim he's been doing that but he got called for a travel on one then he just kind of has these bad takes like he's left-handed so he's going across to the right side he got to fade back into it he made one but he, he was traveling on that on that play but i think he's just so close so i know i said he might take a step back but i feel like he is close in certain situations like you said there was a handful of plays defensively he looks good but then the ones that are kind of bad like stick out more to me i'm like damn like you know, can this guy kind of get a break sometimes? But I think he is kind of close. Um, the next guy we'll talk about, Josh Akogi. He took a step back, uh, went back to the bench. So I want to get your thoughts on him.
come off the bench today. Second game in the row, correct? So KBD was yep. on. This, yeah, sorry. I'm a little lost from that. I didn't even watch last game, really. I watched some highlights. I watched the podcast. Didn't have time to watch it. Um, But he did play 28 minutes tonight. Had 10 points. Was a real dif- difference maker at... <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull his thing up. His graphic. My bad, dude. No, you're good. There we go. All right, Josh Akogi. <laughs> I mean, I could play his drop again if you want. I do like that one. Oh. But uh, no, I just I think he took a, kind of a step back, which I mean, just the fans were kind of just after him in a way I thought, just like he's he's not making his shots or whatever. But you see tonight's or today's game where he can just get those steals, push the pace, grab the rebounds. He had that really crazy tip ball that was a rebound where Katie got the block. Yeah, Josh Okogie tipped it back like it was a tip drill, and they got they went on the fast break. Um, tonight he made some different difference making plays, dude. Didn't you think? Like I think him just playing that. I don't care about his stats or how many points he makes. If he hits a wide open three, fine. But for me, those are the plays that are the real difference makers. Those are the plays that put us up another five or six points that yeah. like change the momentum. That's what he does to me. So I knew it would always be there, and he's always gonna be the bench guy, the starter guy, whatever they want to do. But to me, like tonight, the way he played is just definitely just, it's a Kogi again. Don't you think? Yeah. Like with Josh, what I love about Josh and Kogi is uh, he does not care if he starts or, 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 you know, he's benched a, a type shit. Like he will come out and, you know, guns blazing and, you know, he like, he's going to be in your Jersey, like regardless yeah. if you start him or not. So, uh, that's what I love about Josh Akogi. Uh, what he did today was great, and it doesn't come up in the you know in the stat sheet, but you know you see like he's up in your grill, like yeah, he's you know uh, getting his hand on balls and stuff, and uh, like he gave Cade you know some issues uh, today as well, and the, like you want these dogs on your team, you want the good ones and the Kogis, uh, you know, at your disposal. And again, like when this team is back healthy, I wouldn't mind Akogi back in the starting lineup just as a point of a point of attack sort of thing. If it's a uh, kid of Bates, whatever, but uh, with a Kogi, he just brings so much to the table and like, you have to give that dude minutes because he will cause, you know, two or three turnovers a game. He will uh, get to the free throw line, even though he gets television sometimes, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> but I, I, I love a Kogi so much, man. I'm so glad we picked him up. And Minnesota was very, very bummed that I, uh, we picked him up. Yeah, I know. And um, I'll never give up on him. I don't care. Like, he'll have his bad games once in a while, but they're not even bad to me. Right. I love his effort. It's there every night. He has a really good personality, too. Um, I, I like his interviews and stuff like that. You can see that he's kind yeah. of just, he has that charisma and stuff. He looks more of a leader just by just his play on the court. But um, let's get a subreddit stakeout and see what they were saying over there in Detroit. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. <laughs> if I didn't tell you already, just make sure to go ahead and like, subscribe. Um, I didn't say in the beginning, but you know what? We don't ever get a lot of likes while you guys are watching. We see there's a 69 of you guys in there. <laughs> giggity, giggity. But they're just, just hit the like button. So we should have 69 right now. Um, and subscribe, five star review, all that good stuff. Keep us afloat for as long as possible. Um, we got a long life ahead of us. But in the subreddit, um, Detroit Pistons style, we actually saw some Killian Hayes stuff. So Killian Hayes is not really a fan favorite. Killian Hayes, his uh, fuzz stash doesn't seem to help him. So I guess he had a little fuzz stash going on today. He's kind of yeah. like the butt end of the joke. Hayes getting abused on both ends. Javen Ivey 
is sick and out of the game. Also, Monty wants Killian to marry his daughter. Do you remember those comments <laughs> by Suns fans all the time? Yeah. Was it with Shamit? Or yeah. was it uh it, who was the guy before Shamit? That it, oh, it was fuck. it would always get minutes and he was just a jamster. You, you guys I know. mean Nader too. He said Nader. Like, it was Nader. Yeah, it was, Nader was, was the Nader, one that yeah. would marry Monty's daughter. That was the one for sure. <laughs> so like, oh that rings a bell. It must be a Suns fan and Pistons fan. Um, getting torched by old ass Gordon, shake my head. He was going back and forth with uh Jalen Rose on the sideline, which was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but Gordon looked tired as hell from the strip club, but he he put out tonight. Um, look at the rooks hustle. So I think, like you said earlier, like the Pistons have a lot there. Um, and really quick, what are your thoughts on just um Bagley? You know, played at some decent minutes. Him and I was like, if Eubanks, Eubanks has to win this against Bagley, and I think for the most part, he did early in the game. Bagley got some over him, but Bagley had like five thousand third, early fourth. So I mean, does he have a chance to like stick in the league or not? Uh, yeah, I, I think Bagley kind of got put in a lot of bad positions in this game. Uh, he, he was more there for the help, and then he ended up picking like picking up the fouls and stuff. But Bagley had a very very rough start to his career. Like he was just a very unagile uh, center. He couldn't really do anything. But um, he was moving really well today. I mean, he was uh, very busy in the paint. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, he just uh, seemed to be like uh, wrong place, wrong time, uh, a lot. And it, Kevin Durant was abusing that. He kept on going at you know Bagley. Yeah, and, and that's what got him to the line twelve times. So <laughs> <laughs> I know, like he just he's a, he's a walking foul, you know. And I don't know if he has yeah. the time to really work on stuff. Um, like you said, he's put in bad positions, but it doesn't get enough time really on a team. But I don't know, he just might be one of those players. It just didn't work out. It's too bad. But um, you saw for the Suns get him. At least we got yeah. Aiden right over him. Um, yeah. So last one was just Duran. Duran getting schooled by Eubanks is enough for me. I'm turning this shit off. So that was the sub red and steak. Yeah. The Suns jam session subreddit stakeout. So up next, we got the jam star of the game, guys. Get ready. Jam star of the game. Delay or something? I mean, I was like, hey, get ready. And I'm just like sitting there like, <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it like delayed? Because I will uh, see delayed on my end. Uh, <clears throat> like a, a little bit, but I'm using my phone because the camera is just a little better on here than it is on my laptop. So I'm, oh, okay, like, I'm okay. used to the low delay on my end at least. Yeah, whatever. We're not really yeah. professionals, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who cares? All right. So um, we got Jamstar. Tonight, I'm going to give it to, uh, you know, the guy scoring 41 points, keeping this team afloat and uh, close to the 500 mark. That is Kevin Durant. Who do you give it to, man? Uh, yeah, you kind of have to give it to Kevin Durant. Um but has uh, EG got one uh, on the show yet? Mm, I think so. John has yeah. the spreadsheet for it, and I haven't hacked into it, so I don't know who really chose okay. him yet. But I'm pretty sure I chose Eric Gordon once. The jam. You know what? Know what? For a confidence boost, I'm gonna give it to EG, uh, just uh, because you know Kevin. I feel like Kevin Durant's gonna get a ton this year, so uh, I'll give it to Eric Gordon today because you know he. We've been asking for him to step up, and he did today. So let's keep it cool. going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't obviously we don't win if he's not there. I know Katie's scoring 41, but he's just he doesn't have that. I feel like if Eric Gordon doesn't put up the stats, he's like tired again and it doesn't really work out for him. Um, so you know, jam starts over. We still got 14 minutes. So there's a couple more questions that I want to get. Um, just your um I know we talked about earn, the injuries earlier. 
um, you know, book getting hurt for the third time. And it was another injury on Thursday. It was calf, calf strain. What, like, um, is there something with book that, you know, just kind of scares you? Because the way I think of this is it's fine. It's early. That's okay. But every time like this guy is just insane. Like every time he plays like Jordan, every time he basically is on the court and just putting up these 40 point games, unstoppable playing point guard, just looking fantastic. It's always like the next day or like a week. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie downer, but it's just like all you always just see like, Oh, he's hurt. He's not playing. How, how many more times do you just kind of get fed up? It's like, dude, like, I mean, he's done this the past few years where he gets hurt in big situations in the playoffs. He puts up big numbers. He does. All right. But it just kind of concerns me sometimes. And of course we love Booker and stuff, but I'm just, I'm trying to get your kind of concern level with Booker. And if this is really an injury or is he taking rest and just, what do you think, man, about the whole situation? Uh, I don't think it's rest. I, I think he is uh, getting banged up. And when you boil down the injury concern, at the end of the day, it is, you know, bad luck, you know, like no player, you know, aims for injuries and and, uh, and stuff. Like I give Anthony Davis a ton of shit and, you know, yeah. like he's like, you know, he's just, you know, he's just, he's a huge human being and, you know, he's not <laughs> supposed to be able to move the way that he does. And, yeah. you know, he gets injured. I mean, the shit just happens. And Booker, you, like, if you watch him in person, like right out half court, you see how high he jumps, you see how hard he's pounding the floor and, like, you know, that wear and tear, you know, can, you know, cause these injuries and stuff. And, yeah, it started with a toe, then uh, middle of the foot, ankle, and now it's the calf. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, there is a level of concern there always for sure. And we know Blake's hamstring is always kind of like on the verge, you know. That's what we've been yeah. dealing with the last, you know, couple of years. But am I concerned right now not playing 10 games yet? No, I'm not. Okay, but it but it is going to get to the point where we're getting you know uh, midway through November, uh, you know closing in on December when you know Christmas time is coming up, and that's really kind of when the NBA season starts, quote unquote. Yes. Yes. Uh, and and you know John Morant's going to be coming back, and that's sort of the like you you know when Jaws you know in team practices you know like that's when you know we're getting close to you know the. Uh, you know, sort of the start of the season for twenty five games. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you want to use Jaw as a timetable, I mean, yeah, go ahead with that. But uh, it again, it's very unfortunate, and I love book to death. And I don't think conditioning is the issue. I just think you know, it's just a, a string of bad luck. You know, I mean, we see book putting up MVP numbers this season. The, the two games that he has played, you know, I know. and. If, if he just stays on the floor, I mean, there's a conversation to be had for MVP and stuff. And, like, Book is not a guy to rest. He, uh, he just isn't, you know. So, so yeah, he's so, yeah, Katie's been, you know, he's been there. And, um, you know, he's got a few wins without the guys. But with Book's absence, you see how bad the team is. So, maybe this helps Book's MVP chances. The only thing that just scares Definitely me is just, just how often he does get injured now, kind of. And three injuries already. Um it just it kind of frightens me a little bit, but I'll be okay. I mean, it's just reaction after the game, and I'm just sick of waking up and looking at tweets and like you know, or waking up. That's at what it is. When I wake that's, up, that's what it is. You wake up, you look at your phone, then you see fucking Dwayne Rankin being like, "Oh, he's out. Don't worry about it." <laughs> exactly. It's like, come on, like, could we just get through this? Like, could we yeah. get through this season or get through the first few months and just? I don't know, man. I don't. I'll, I'll stop worrying about it. But I just think that once he gets back, just take it easy. 
I don't know if he got re-injured because he came back too soon. I don't believe in that. I think he was ready and just got hurt again. Um, so yeah. hopefully it's not one of those years. And I'm not putting my my energy into that. I'm putting into good vibes in the universe. I think the Suns will get together in a couple weeks. They'll be in full strength. I think Bill will be back in a week, week and a half. That's how I'm feeling. Book will be back maybe in a couple games. Who knows? Maybe a couple weeks. But we have to deal with it. And just that's why wins like this are so precious. Yeah. One last take from you in the Jamsters. So Jamsters, and uh, thank you for joining me again, man. At yeah. Jay Joyce, um, he's on Fire Podcast. I remembered it that time. I, you know, go out there, follow him, watch his stuff. It's it's actually good. It's, it's some good stuff out there. So some good Suns content. Do you still do like the Cardinals too, or is it just the Suns? Uh, uh, we're doing uh, mostly Suns right now, man, because we're with Arizona Sports Underground and and Joe over yeah. there. He runs a really good uh, Cardinals podcast as well. I am that uh, he does a lot of good work there. So he more oh, cool. covers Arizona Cardinals stuff and you know we can focus on ball and makes it easier. So okay, awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I remember it was some Cardinal stuff I saw from you guys, but uh mostly Suns, that's all that matters is a basketball town. So stick with that. Um so yeah, my last my last thing is the in season the in ugh, the in season tournament. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on it, the courts and all of it. Do you think it matters? um my what i really my takeaway is i like the course i think it's cool i think it's fun you know um it's flashy it kind of hurts your eyes a little bit but the fact that when you when you think about the team winning it like what are going to be the thoughts like when they're interviewed like hey you guys won what how do you feel like what are they going to say you know what i mean it's like are they going to be made of if they're the clippers if they're even the phoenix suns winning it isn't just more embarrassing to win that and then falls short, you get shit on even more. It's like, hey, the only tournament, the only championship the Suns ever won in the season tournament. Is it gonna backfire or do you see it as something positive? Of course, I love I love the competition. I don't care. I'm not the ones on I'm not the one on Twitter just bashing these guys from like not winning championships or I, I'm just not that type of guy, but I can just see it kind of backfiring. Do you see it going that way or are you just having fun with it and you just don't care? I'm having fun with it. And one thing I do love about Adam Silver is his willingness to try anything. And he's open to everything. Every basketball league across the world has some sort of midseason tournament. I'm totally open for it. And that gives more opportunity for more competitive games playing in neutral sites. And this year it's going to be in Las Vegas in that, you know, in the championship game. And I, I just think it's really cool. And then with the courts going along with the city edition uh, jerseys that these players are going to have, it's going to be this this whole like hurrah sort of thing. And we've already seen some really really good games. I mean that OKC versus Golden State game the other night. You can't literally came down to the wire, which should have been a goal ten on Draymond Green, by the way. Because, uh, yeah, but, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah but like you know, yeah, like seeing. Uh, like I'm totally open to it, and I'm like, if people want to bash on the court design, it's cool. They'll figure it out uh, during the time. But it's up to the players and the fans to, you know, uh, like accept it and try to make it, you know, like w- what it potentially can be. You know, it's about trial and error, and it's worth a try. I mean, if they shut it down tomorrow, then if one team has the midseason tournament uh, championship trophy, that's one trophy that no other team has. So it's, it's, like, yeah, it's I know, cool. I know, I just. Yeah, I just think it's kind of funny because if the Clippers win it or some team that's never won a title, you know, it's like, oh, you guys won this, but it, it doesn't matter, right? But it, I think to me, every game matters. Preseason matters. I love yeah. the competition that we have from Booker. Like he's our leader, and that's the way we should always play. 
Um, but yeah, I like how Adam Silver does try new things. I think it's fun. There was something thrown out there. I think it was Tyrese Halliburton that say the winner of the tournament maybe should just get an automatic bid into the playoffs. So if you mm. are the Spurs and you end up winning, you take the spot of the 10th seed or you know what I mean? Like you can automatically just jump them. So the 10th mm. seed in there that's playing for the 10th seed has to get to the ninth seed. And then, you know what I mean? Or maybe there's like a one game playoff for that. So I think that's kind of interesting to make it worth a little bit more. I know they did get some money, um, but it do they get wins? I didn't ask that, did I? Do they get a win or no? Like extra wins for it? I forget. Uh, I don't think. I don't think they, think isn't the it just counts. money this year? Oh, well, uh, they, uh, yeah, they, I think every player gets 500,000. Yeah. But yeah. then what else do they get? Uh, I think it's just a 500,000. Okay. And, and then the extra for some reason, I thought they get like an extra win, like in soccer. I don't know why, but. I mean, I thought that was thrown around. I don't know if that was official or not. I'm honestly kind of still confused with it. I'm just watching the games as they go. And once the commercials come on to break it down, but okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm a fan of it. I think it's kind of cool. It's just kind of hard to watch. I kind of want to go to the game when the Suns play the Lakers and just see what it looks like in person. I think that'd be right, pretty interesting. Yeah. It's just kind of yeah. hard to see everything going on on the court. Um, so before we get out of here tonight, today, any other thoughts? Any other anything you got for us before everyone goes and likes and subscribes and does all that cool crazy shit? Yeah, uh, I got a couple questions for you. Um, yeah. So with the city, the city edition jerseys this year, they've been getting a lot of shit. I don't know if you've seen all of them. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what did you think of Detroit's tonight? What do you think of ours? And what do you think about uh, all the other ones that you've seen? Detroit's not too bad. Uh, the Heat culture one's really, really bad. Did you see their court? I hate that one. Oh, hate, did you see uh, yeah, the court? I hate it. And it's they have awful. it written what it takes to be a uh, a Heatle or whatever. I don't remember what it is. Like, it's just yeah. like how to play hard. To me as a player, you know, and being on that team, I feel like it could be kind of embarrassing. Like, it's like, okay, it's, this it's is like, like giving yourself up. a nickname. It's like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah, it's, it's like, fine. It's, but it's once the team, yeah, that we all know yeah. who, who they are. It's a heat culture, but I just thought it was kind of a thing like behind the scenes. It wasn't anything official. Yeah. I like, um, I like the Suns, obviously. Um, I haven't seen too many. I mean, I have, but I haven't been like, Oh, that one sucks. I think the Celtics ones look pretty cool. Um, there's some nasty looking courts out there kind of for the play, not the play in, not the tournament, but the actual, um, just city edition. Cause we have our own court now too. That's just city edition. It's not part of the tournament. I like that court. I think that court is fantastic. If you haven't seen that one, the the LVIA one. Yeah. Yeah. The the purple around, I think the one thing they messed up with the sun's court this year to me is just, I thought it should have just been all purple. I don't like the black. So I Mm. think they should have just had it more like the LVIA one. That would have been perfect for me. Um, but so far, it's like I got to kind of see them in person. So when they're put up on the on the web, on the Internet, I just don't really I can't really get a good takeaway from it. till they're on the players on the court. So I don't know till I see them. So heat culture one sucks for sure. And that's all I really know right now. <laughs> what about you, though? Is there one that sticks out that's just nasty? Uh, the heat culture one was pretty bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I liked um Detroit's I thought was really cool. Um, uh, the, uh, giving homage to the bad boy era, probably the funnest time in uh, Pistons history, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, a lot of them are pretty bad. I'm, I I got to say the the worst one is definitely DC's. Uh, uh, it's like this like Dungeons and Dragons fucking uniform. It, it's awful. <laughs> Oh, really? There's like orange in it, and it's it, it's so weird. Uh, it, it is okay. so weird. 
Um, I see. Okay, I just gotta look it up really quick. The Wizards yeah. one you're talking about? Yeah, the Wizards. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. That's pretty nasty. <laughs> the district. Yeah, I didn't see that. Now, yeah. <laughs> it just looks like the lettering of like that place you go watch jousting at and have dinner. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's what it yeah. looks like. Yeah. So Dungeons Medieval and Dragons. Medieval yeah, some of them are pretty nasty. I think, um, I don't know, just one last question, too. Do you think the NBA is getting a little too carried away with all the extra stuff? I mean, it's all about sales. It's all about marketing. Yeah. I think even John said his wife, my sister, liked the new courts. My sister said it looked cool. Um, some, But then I don't want to throw, like, just, oh, oh, the girls like it. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. It's just, like, maybe it's more appealing to the young kids out there. You know what I mean? So maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But like you said, the fact that he's trying stuff out, I love it. It's fine. Just yeah. if it sucks, it sucks. Who cares? At least they're trying. If he wasn't trying, we would have guys like Bill Simmons who trashes on everything. Everyone would be saying, NBA, switch it up, do this, do that. Well, he's doing it and where he's giving it to you. Whether or not it works, if if it doesn't, it won't be around next year. So right. I'll leave it at that. So I enjoy basketball and I just like watching the game. That's all I really care about. Right. And yeah, yeah like uh, with like the NFL, like it, it could come off visually stale because like a lot, like yeah. why is it so hard to get a new uniform in? Why does it take a five-year period to like, you know, revamp I know. Know, a certain look? Like why did it take so long to have an alternative helmet? You know, it's like, like, I, I like the, I, I like the differences every year, you know, with the NBA, you know, it just oh, it yeah. keeps it fresh. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think so too. And it, it's a longer season. So it's yep. just, you know, there's more experiments. And uh, for that, I think we're all finished up in here. Is that yeah. it? Are we good? Yeah. All right, Jancers, Thank thanks you. for hanging around all Sunday. Um, Suns, you get the victory. We're excited. We can head into Monday and just be a little bit more happy. Um, anything else before we get out of here? I want to say my goodbyes. But before I say go home, love your family, is that it? Um, yeah, just uh, like to subscribe to He's on Fire uh, podcast channel. Listen to us there. And then I'm going to be starting up a YouTube channel. Uh, soon called the pull up J. It's going to be uh, cool. nothing but NBA content as well. Nice, uh, just outside of Suns and uh, yeah. Uh, I've been sick, so like, like vocally hasn't been good. So oh, okay, I'm okay. Until I, I'm waiting until I kick it, and then uh, once uh, you follow me on Twitter, you'll see the first video posted. Sweet, yeah. Keep at it, man. Yeah, yeah. Just keep at it and uh, keep pump, pumping stuff out there. Eventually, yeah. like things will pick up and stuff. So after all that, go home, love your family, everybody. <laughs>